0: You can kick your fancy you can the wagon. but the only for the from that Green Dragon! Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast, this is Jeremy recording another solo episode, mainly because Matt, David and Kylie are sitting just across from me playing through barrels out of Bond. You can probably hear Matt yelling in the background, and that's all right. We'll, we'll try and get through it anyway. I've just come back from my trip from Hawaii, and while I was there, I've got some interesting news that there are new army list bonus being used for the Throne of Skulls event. They're not official yet, but let's let's face it. They're going to be, at some point or some way, they're going to come out and be wi- widely used. So I thought I'd talk about that. Matt's already written a very nice article about it, which I had a quick skim through. I didn't read through it all in too much detail because I wanted to have my own thoughts on it. But I think uh, he's done a good job there. So maybe I'll use his as a bit of a reply to some of the discussions I have. Yeah. Matt managed to rank his in order from best to worst. But I'm not going to do that at the moment. Because one, I think that's that's pretty good to go into the details of all 20 of them. But the other thing is it takes a bit of time to do that. So I'm going to just read through them. And then maybe some of them that I think are controversial, I'll look up what Matt wants to do. They're all going very quiet in the background. That's interesting. I'm trying to listen to what I'm saying. Anyway. We're to your oh, thank you. Thank you, Kylie. Kylie's just commenting about how wonderful my voice is, and I, I agree. I think it is too. That's what, I get that feedback all the time on the Green Dragon, and, and I appreciate that. Thank you, listeners, for commenting on that. So additional army bonuses. Basically, we've got a little paragraph here that says that if you choose an army list from one of these army lists that are new, you get an army bonus. So that's that's a good thing. Some of them have additional rules as well, which you get even if you take them as an ally contingent, but the army bonus is specific just for the army. So we look at the fellowship. The army composition for Fellowship is what you think it is, Frodo, Sam, Merry, Pippin, Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Boromir, and then two others that that sometimes you forget about, Bill the Pony and Smeagol. The additional rules is, unlike normal warbands, a Fellowship warband is entirely composed of heroes. Additionally, a fellowship warband that contains Samwise Gamgee may also contain Build the Pony. So, you can include Build the Pony if you have Samwise Gamgee. That's a good thing to do. Builds good for the, the fellowship. You get an army bonus. You have my sword. So, if Frodo's alive and on the table, or escapes the in scenarios where this applies, all models in the fellowship army list gain the Fearless Special Rule. This is a good special rule. Phyllis is fantastic. The reliability of not failing courage tests is nothing to pass over. It's really good. It means that you can't be moved by spectres and some other things. It means you're not going to run away when you have break tests. And in addition... The Fellowship will never be considered broken if Frodo is alive and on the table. So keeping Frodo alive means that you can't be broken. This is fantastic for those 50% scenarios or ones where you get bonus points for being broken because you won't give them out. So wh- you've got a little bit of a an advantage in some scenarios. A Fellowship is going to be tough to play, but this just puts them up quite a little bit and it makes them quite appealing to play. They're, they're a tough list to do because you've got some real liabilities in the Hobbits, Whereas the heroes, Aragorn, Boromir, Gandalf are really tough. Gimli and Legolas are good mid-level heroes as well. So you've got a tough-to-use army, and you've got a real bonus to add to it. So I really like this bonus. I think it's one that's going to be really useful, and I think it's one that's going to make the Fellowship playable. It's still going to be tough. It's still not going to be a hero list that's going to be really strong. I doubt you're going to see it winning many tournaments, but I I like this. I like this, and I hope I get to play against the Fellowship some more. The Shire. Shire has a strong list at the moment, so we'll see what happens with special strikes and all this sort of stuff. But the Shire is one of these lists that's just gone from bonus to bonus to bonus and been really, really good. So, their composition you get Frodo of the Nine Fingers, Samwise the Brave, Marietta, Captain of the Shire, Peregrine, Captain of the Shire, Paladin Took. So, you get those named heroes from the Battle of the Five Armies Farmer Maggot, Lobelia, Fatty Bolger, Gandalf the Grey as part of native to the list, Dunedain, Bilbo Baggins, Banderbreast Took. Hobbit militia, hobbit archers, and hobbit sheriffs. So you get a bit more heroes now. Banderpress Took is in there. You've got uh Gandalf the Grey in there, which is fair. He can lead Hobbits now. So you can actually fit more Hobbits in your army, which is a good thing. And you get the army bonus that fear fire foes, as long as your army contains Mariotto and Peregrine, you can upgrade any number of models to be either battling Brandy Bucks or tookish hunters rather than just the models in their respective war bands. So this is really good, especially that one plus strength one. I think it's the Brandy one. Uh, is really good, so you can spread them out throughout your army instead of just in the warband. Not a major advantage. This is already a good army, but it's it's helpful. I think the main advantage is hidden in that Gandalf Grey can lead Hobbits now, so that becomes really good. You can put him down in the army composition, so he can come in, you can just bring in Gandalf the Grey in any list, actually, and have him leading Hobbits. Interesting. The Rangers of the North have a big change in this one. You can take Arathorn, Aragorn, Halberad, Dunedain, Rangers of the North, and Rangers of Arnor, no real change there. Uh, you don't have the Elf Twins in the list anymore, which used to be there. You don't have Arnor Warriors or Arnor Captains in there. You don't have Melbeth or anything like that. But you get Army Bonus. He's one of them Rangers. They're dangerous folk they are. A force that contains models solely from the Rangers North list may take up to 100% of their Warriors with bows. Up to 100%? Yeah, fair enough. They can say that. But that's air. Yeah, any number of bows, even if this takes them beyond the bow limit. Well, it's going to. you are going to take 100%. Rangers of the North and Dunedain may lead warbands of up to six models. That's really good as well. That means you're not locked into taking Aragorn or Halberad or Arathorn to take the warriors. You can spread them out with your rangers. Pretty simple. Uh, This is one of those ones that people had trouble working out the bonuses and working out. It was a little bit confusing before the rules. I know we got it wrong at one point as well. So it's nice that they've simplified it. I love the idea of a little ranger leading the warband. That should be fun. So this is a list that's become basically a bit more flexible because you can put your ranges all over the place. A bit less models in the actual list. You only get the army bonus if you only take this army. But I think that's really good. I wish there was a Gondor equivalent as well that you could take Faramir and Madril and Damrod and do the same thing. It's a bit of a shame it only works with the ranges of the north, not just the, the Gondor ones. But I like this list. It's a it's a good one. Very reliant on the Bowfire. But you do have some really nice heroes as well. Numenor, everyone's favorite is Numenor. Numenor is a fantastic list. You've got Elendil, you've got Sildor, you've got captains of Numenor and warriors of Numenor. No change there. Captains are the superheroes of this list. Your army bonus is pretty simple, actually. You get increase your courage value by one. At all times, courage value by one. A nice bonus, uh, especially useful for the terror test because the Numenor army doesn't have a lot of uh, access to, to things that boost their courage. They don't have the horn blowers or anything like that. So, having that is really nice when you take your monsters. I had a game once where I lost it because Alindo got his courage drained so often. So, having an extra courage of one would be helpful in that place. I don't mind this bonus. I know that some people have complained that it's not enough, and... Look, I can understand where they're coming from because Numenor itself is a bit uninspiring when everyone else in the world gets fight for. They make sense to me from a comparison to normal men, but compared to something like this strongest, like the Five, they're not amazing. I'm just going to go and quickly check what Matt said about this one because I'm wondering if he agrees with me on it. Okay, Matt has got Numenor as dead last, 28th with Minas Tirith, uh, no buff at all. No buff at all, one plus courage, no buff at all, surely not. Yeah, I, I think... There must be some other really good lists in there for to be ranked so low. I think as a Numenor player, why don't you take any bonus you can get? And to... Yeah, so to go from, from Courage of 3 to 4 is a really nice bonus. It makes your Courage a lot more reliable. It means that the Drain Courage models aren't going to be as nasty. But once again, Numenor is an army that you need to be pretty on the ball to play. You've got to rely on your heroes. I'm hoping there will be new units eventually, but this is not the time to put new units in. So I don't mind it for Numenor. I think it's a it's a solid bonus. Courage, it works the whole game, so it's not that bad. Minas Tirith gets... The same bonus, their list, they've got a massive list. Aragorn, Gandalf, Denethor, Boromir, Captain of the White Tower, Faramir, Captain of Gondor, Peregrine Took, the Garda, in Citadel version. Paragon, Madril, Captain of Thillion, Damrod, Kyrian, uh, Knights of the White Tower, Captain of Minas Tirith, Kings of Men, Warriors of Minas Tirith, Knights of Minas Tirith, Rangers of Gondor, Biddle Garda Fountain Court, oh, so many. Osculia Veteran, <sighs> Battlecry Trebuchet, just call it a trebuchet, stop this Battlecry rubbish. And the Gondor Avenger Bolt Thrower. Once again, just make it a Bolt Thrower. So you get a huge list. You get your Courage increased by one. I don't like it for Minas Tirith. I sort of agree with Matt on the last place here because you've got access to so much bodyguard in Minas Tirith that one plus Courage is a little bit redundant. Um, It means if you're taking non-bodyguard lists like Rangers and the Affilian ones... You've got some some more options there, so it could be good for those types of lists. But once again, the ranger lists aren't particularly viable because you don't have that bow limit rule that the the rangers of Arnold do. It's it could be something different. I understand the theme behind it. They always talk about the courage of men, but I think it's one that, um, I'm not sure. There's too many bodyguard troops to to really see some advantage here. Although, it means that for a lot of people, you don't have to buy the Hornblower, or you can buy the Hornblower in addition and get massive courage. So, that's your choice. Uh, it will be really good with the Osgiliath Veterans armies, because you've got the Osgiliath Veterans, you put a Hornblower in, and you end up with massive courage all over the place. So, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an okay rule. It's nothing to write home about. But, once again, it's a bonus that you didn't have before, and most people took a in list without allies. So, a nice bonus is a good thing. Kylie has just reminded me that Gandalf the White is in the list, which I said before, I just brushed over. That is good. Gandalf the White leading troops is, is fantastic. That's that's the better bonus than the actual courage. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, so you can have the Gandalf, White, Berrigan, Pippin army and do it properly. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, that's almost a one-sided conversation you're not going to hear. But just to reiterate... We all agree that having Gandalf the White, being able to lead, lead warriors of Minas Tirith or Sidel Guard or anything like that is fantastic and a good addition to the list because you can actually do your themed army properly. So that's that's a nice little subtle bonus that I might have missed. Fiefdoms. Fiefdoms are a list that are very strong already. You've got Imrahil, you've got Forlong, Angbor, Dúnhir, Captain of Dol Amroth, Knight of Dol Amroth, the Men-at-Arms of Dol Amroth, the Axemen of Ark, the Clansmen of Lamedon, and the Black Revealed Archers. No Army of the Dead anymore in the Fiefdoms. That's something different. That's I think that's a good thing. I don't know why they belonged in the Fiefdoms. So that's a nice change from theme point of view. And that might be a, a bit of a weakness for them, because I know that some people use the Army of the Dead really well in that list. But they get an army bonus for the White City. All models from this list gain the Dol Amroth for Gondor special rule found in the Knight of Dol Amroth's profile. So Hill gets it. That's interesting. So he can reroll around himself. People like Forlong and Angbor get it. Dune here... The, the Knights of Dol Amroth already have it. Clansmen and uh, Axemen is good as well, and the Blackfruit Vale Archers. This is a fantastic rule, but I don't like that it's so reliant on this one character, Prince Hill. I wish it was something else that they did, maybe the army leader, so you could actually legitimately take a Clansmen army or a something else other than just Dol Amroth. It feels like Fiefdoms are Dol Amroth plus an extra, which I don't know that is my favorite thing. So this is a good bonus. It's not it's not amazing because you've almost already got it already, but hopefully it means that you see a bit more difference in the Fiefdoms army. Um, no, no, I'm not so sure about this one. I think it could be rethought a little bit. Now, the next list is really exciting. The Dead of Dun Harrow. This is a new list. It's, this is the army of the dead that came out of the Fiefdoms list. Good idea. It became their own list. The army composition is The King of the Dead, Warriors of the Dead, and Riders of the Dead. So this could be one of the most limited lists in there. We might get to some that are more limited afterwards. You don't have a lot of choices in this army, but you get an army bonus. The dead do not suffer living to pass. King of the Dead games, the Harbinger of Evil special rule. Fantastic. This is a character that is probably a little bit overpriced, but having Harbinger of Evil means that in addition to your terror, You've actually got some ability to, to kick people off you and play how you're supposed to do. Additionally, warbands from this army list that contain between 8 to 12 models do not need a hero to be the captain of the warband. Instead, one of the warriors within the warband takes the role of the warband's captain. So you can actually make a whole army, and there's no limit to size. So you don't just have to be locked into one warband. You have lots of little warbands of 8 models. Well, not that little when you're paying at least 15 points for the models, but it means that you've got a playable army of the dead. You've got no might whatsoever. You've got one hero who's a good hero, but a costly hero. But I guess that's made up by the fact you don't have to buy other heroes. And you get the Riders of the Dead are fantastic. The Warriors of the Dead with the weapon options are really good. You're probably going to want to get hold of a Banner of the Dead or more, a few of them, because you need to get extra attacks in there. You need to get the spears going. You need to get the charges from the riders. You need to to have that because your fight value is not great across the board so you really need to rely on weight of attacks to win. You've got your Terror to keep models off you. You've got actually really solid objective runners in the Rise of the Dead because with Terror active it means that they're quite hard to intercept. So this is an armless that I think has got some potential. I don't think it's going to be really easy to play. But it's going to be quite resilient. It's going to be really fun. It's going to look fantastic. So this is a huge bonus, this document. Could be one of the best things out of the document to get the Dead of Dunharrow working as an army. This is this is so good. It's such an iconic army. It's got such nice models. I can't wait to see it on the table, which is something we don't really see very often. So fantastic. So good. The Arnor army. This is another one that I'm a massive fan of. You've got Avidui, uh, Malbeth, Captains of Arnor, Warriors of Arnor, Rangers of Arnor, and Hobbit Archers. Good that the Hobbit Archers are in there, so you can play the Battle of Fornos properly. Um, I like that. And then the army bonus, Protect the King. Models from this army list automatically pass Courage Test whilst within six inches of Arvindui, the last King of Arnor. Automatically pass Courage Test. This is an army that disadvantages their courage. The captains of Arnor, the warriors of Arnor, have... One less courage than you'd expect from equivalent warriors, but one more fight because of that. So suddenly you've override this entirely just by taking Ava Dewey, who you're going to take. Let's face it, he's, you've got very little choice otherwise. What a good army list. It, it maybe loses a little bit, doesn't have the the, um, the Dunedain or the Rangers of the North anymore. you just got the Rangers of Arnor, but I think this is a fantastic army list. Unfortunately for most people, it's really hard to get hold of the models, so you might want to get your converting tools out. I know that Denethor makes a really good Arvindui. Melbeth, you can use a wizard from either Games Workshop or another company, and then go for your life on the Warriors of Arnor. So, really nice bonus. I'm a big fan of this. I actually want to see what Matt thinks of this one, because I'm not sure if he's rated as highly as I do. Matt puts it at 11th, which is pretty good. He says that Arnor gets a nice themed buff that covers a deficiency, automatically passing Courage Test of all the models with six inches of Arvindui, allows them to counteract Angmar, the traditional foes, far better than before. If Avendui ever falls, they'll head for the hills. Nice bonus. Yeah, agreed. That's it's fair enough. Fair comments. I like it. I think it's really good. I think it's good for other armies as well. For courage tests, oh, automatically passing is huge. One plus courage, okay. Automatically passing, amazing. Rohan. In the Rohan army, you get all you'd expect to get in there. So Théoden, Théodrid, Amer, Eowyn, Meriadic, the Night One, Urkenbrand, Urkenbrand. Oh, Captain of Rohan, Gambling... Sorry, Brand are Captain of Rohan. Gambling A Captain of Rohan. Hammer the Captain of Rohan. Grimbold, earl. Captains of Rohan, Kings Huntsmen, Warriors of Rohan, Riders of Rohan, Royal Guard, Outriders, Sons of earl. So all that you'd expect from there. Marriottok's probably the only one that you'd be controversially putting in there, which he's, he's definitely part of Rohan. they got an additional rule, so this always works. You do not count the riders of Rohan towards your forces' bow limit, which is great because they used to do some silly things about you could drop them if they weren't firing them. This is just such an elegant way of doing it. So that stays, that's really good. And you get an army bonus, right to ruin in the world's ending. So mounted models from this army list gain one plus strength in a turn which they charge. Nasty. Nasty. Um, it's one of those bit bonuses that I probably don't rate as high as other people would. This is already a good army list. I feel like if you charge the cavalry models, most of the times you're doing kills anyway, winning the fight is more important than getting the kills. So I think it's a nice bonus in which it, it's good, but it's not amazing. What it does mean is that you can have a decent go at monsters and things better than before. So riding down cave trolls or Isengard trolls or anything like that could be could be better from your point of view. So it's a good thing. The nice thing is all mounted models so heroes get it as well. So people like Theoden and an AMR Marshall Ridden Mark and so on could be really good. No AMR Knight of the Palinor. That's interesting. Just the one AMA profile. Maybe in the future, they'll become one profile. Maybe that one's gone entirely. I'm not sure. Hmm, interesting. In case, Wildmen and the Druiden are their own list now. This army... oh, our two entries in this army list. Garnbury Gan and Woes' Warriors. So this is going to be a bit of a an abstract one. Army bonus. Uh, the Wildmen have long ears, long eyes, no all paths. Modelsmith's army list game, the Mountain Dweller Special Rule. So like the rocky areas, they can, I think, it's re-roll their jump test, which is pretty good. Additionally, enemy models do not gain any benefits from the Stork Unseen special rule, or other such special rules that gain similar benefits, so Elven Cloak rule basically, against models from this army list so enemy models so they can shoot you with your bow pipes even if you've got elven cloaks okay that's pretty good additionally warbands from this army list can turn between 9 and 12 models do not need a hero so you can take woes on their own and they're, they're dirt cheap uh, instead one of the warriors yep okay so that's that's good uh, I, I want to see this in small games but not really in huge games because I, I think it would be a bit tedious to have to play against uh, of spam at 7 points a model so imagine having a, a let's just say something simple let's go an 800 point list you take Garnbury Garn for whatever is about. Four 40 points. So then you end up with basically another 100 and something models, 105 models, 106 models. That's huge. To be able to put in 800 points down over 100 models, uh, I don't know if I'm a big fan of that, quite honestly. I think they're, yeah, I think it could get a bit nasty. So hopefully for any small points games, hopefully no one's silly enough to do that. I think it could bog the game down quite a bit. It could be, with all those blowpipes, it'll be a strong army. um I don't know if it's where I want the game to go rivendell rivendell has gilglad alrond Glofindel, Arestor, arwen uh, lindir kid and linda cool kid and gildor uh, bilbo baggins nice high off captains high off stormcalls half warriors and rivendell knights this is the list we've been screaming for the mix of hobbit and lord of the rings models fantastic so rivendell knights are now native to the rivendell list Bilbo Baggins native to the Rivendell List. That's great as well. So he could lead some Elves. Uh, you've got This is a big, big improvement on the models in there. You might have end up losing a, a type of Elrond or someone. If they've got a different name because there's only one Elrond. We'll see what happens there. They've got an army bonus. Uh, Tengado Hide Lithio Il Filin. Whilst within six inches of the army's leader, models from this army list may re-roll fail to hit rolls when making shooting attacks in a turn which they do not move. Pretty good. Pretty good with all the shooting available. Rivendell Knights, High Elf Warriors... Uh, people like Arrestor, you could do some real damage there. To to re-roll hit rolls, basically, normally you're going to be a 3 plus hit, so you're going to hit two-thirds of the time. So I I can do all the math stuff and number, but a very simple way of looking at that is then to re-roll, you get two-thirds of the remaining ones there. So instead of hitting about 66%, you're going to hit 66 plus another two-thirds, so that's going to be roughly... a about um percent, eighty something percent, high eighties, eighty eight. I'll do the maths on that at some point in the future. But it means that you're not gonna miss very often. So that's that's really good. You're still gonna have to wound, but this could be really nasty, especially against those Wozers armies. Lothlorien. you got Galadriel, you don't only one Gladriel here. Caliborn, Haldir, Rumil, Gladrum Captains, Wood Elf Captains, Gladrum Stall Callers, Warriors, Gladrum Knights. Guards of the Fountain Court, Wood Elf Warriors, and Wood Elf Sentinels. So, everything you'd expect there. I think there's another Galadriel profile that d- disappeared. I'm not sure about how they're playing those. And then army bonus. They say a great sorceress lives in these woods. Models from this army list gain the resistant to magic special rule. Oh, that could be situationally good. I wonder what Matt says about that, actually. Because it's a good rule, but it's really good on the troops. But then who's targeting elves with, with magic powers? Not bad. Oh, here we go. Lothar in 10th. Interesting. I wouldn't put it that high. I think it, uh, resist the magic is solid, but it's basically means you get a die when you when you run out of will. So I guess having things like the Sentinels being able to resist is pretty solid. But I wouldn't put it at that high. I think it's a nice bonus. I don't think it's game breaking. Fangorn, Fangorn's got treebeard and Ents. So two models again for this one. Don't be hasty. Ents from this armless gain the Fearless Special Rule, so can't be failing Courage Test. That's great. Because normally the tactic for Ents is you just drain their courage with ring raves and things and then go after them. Additionally, they are completely unaffected by any magical powers or special rules that would prevent them from moving or move against their will. Very nice. The only exception is that they will still take a hit from Sorcerer's Blast, but will suffer no further effects. Additionally, they are completely unaffected by the Nature's Wrath and Wrath of Bruin and Magic Powers. Whoa, no Nature's Wrath on them is great. Good rule. Good rule. You don't get to do Ents on the Warbands without a leader, so you can only take one Warband. So that means you can only really pull about, I don't know, just over 1,500 points. Mm, I think you'll be okay. I think if you play more than that with the last March of the Ents, you're in a bit of trouble. It makes the army playable. Uh, Probably already was. Although, you lose the Wozes. You used to be able to take Tribute Ents and a bunch of Wozes as well, so... I think it's a good special rule. I think Matt rated it as number one, and I don't think it's it's as high as that. I think it's it's a good rule, but it's it's specifically against certain armies only, so it's got a situational rule. Yeah. Yeah, so I like it. It means you're going to see them, but you still have to win fights. You've got three attacks. That's pretty good. Y- you can do it, but I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens in special strikes more than I anoint this uh, an amazing list because if you lose your combat, you're in a bit of trouble. You can't be affected by magic powers that prevent you from moving but you can be affected by things like transfix. So you can still be hit by magic powers, you just can't... Oh, actually, no, I lie. Completely unaffected by magic powers that will prevent them from moving, or moving against the will. Yeah, transfix prevents you from moving. So you would be immune to that. That actually is really good. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe it is really good. Interesting. Misty Mountains. Army compositions, Guar here, and Great Eagles. Eagles are coming. Models from this list gain an extra attack and knock to the ground as if they were cavalry. Not Monstrous Cavalry, just Cavalry. Additionally, models from this list gain a bonus of 1 to their strength in the turn which they charged. Pretty handy. Uh, the extra attack is the, the real key here. That's being able to win fights is a big challenge of eagles. I think they're still going to have trouble doing that. I think oftentimes when eagles go in, you end up against 4 or 5 models. So this is a good bonus. It makes them playable. I don't think it's as good as the ant ones, quite frankly. And I, I think it's, it's going to be useful. But I don't think it's going to be one that once you put on the table, it's going to be... As groundbreaking as Matt said when he ranked it equal number one. So I, I do like this in that you can play the Eagles on their own. But it's only with the just Eagle army list. One, you're quite limited in how what points you can take. Because you've got very specific values on this. So this is going to be a situational army. If it had, say, a Radagast on Great Eagle, I think I would rate it a lot higher than it does. But at the moment, you've got one hero. And you still, if you charge, you're only throwing three attacks. So there's a, still a very good chance of you losing your fight. You still be struck up against, and once you do, you're gone. So good, good bonuses makes the eagle is playable, but uh, it's a, it's a shame that they can't get that normally. Okay, well, basically, Matt's just come up and, and pulled me aside a bit and gave me a strong word saying that he didn't rank him on what's most powerful. He ranked them about bonuses and theme and, and just the, the vibe of it. Like the... It's the Constitution. It's Mabo. It's justice. It's law. It's the vibe. And, uh, no, that's it. It's the vibe. Yeah, so that's fair enough. Um, I, what I'll talk about from now on, I'll talk about whether I think this list is playable and how strong it would be in comparison to other lists, I guess, would be what I'll focus on because Matt's got the vibe and the theme covered really well. I've actually been really impressed with the themes overall so far in all of them. So I think that's that's really good as well. So I, I'll try not to re-roll that. So sorry about that, Matt. I don't mean to, to step on your toes and, and, and break your ranking. The Kingdom of khazad Doom has Durin, Marden, Balin, Floy, Floy's annoying. Dwarf Kings, Kings Champions, Dwarf Captains, Shield Bearers, Dwarf Warriors, khazad Guard, Iron Guard, Rangers, Vault Warden Teams, and Ballista. Or uh, the army bonus is the wealth of Moria, lay not in Gold jewels, but in Mithril. Models from this arm list may reroll to wound rolls of one when fighting in close combat. So you've got a built in feint, especially, which at the moment you can combine with your piercing, which is pretty pretty nasty you're not going to have trouble wounding anything dwarves really didn't have trouble wounding anything anyway so that's a solid army list this is a really good army list it's i don't think it's any less viable than it was before so i think it's a pretty powerful list the dwarves are fantastic you've got lots of choices there even the the dwarf rangers which are the probably the ones that are a bit expensive in points are really good as well so you've got everything you want um except maybe Grimhammers, I think that's the only thing missing from this list. Everything else is really good. I guess the the Kazagard will make do. Thorin's Company. This interests me a bit more. So you've got Thorin's Company with Bilbo and Gandalf. Unlike other warbands, it's made up entirely heroes. It can extend beyond the normal limit for models in a warband. So you can put them all together in a warband. The army bonus is that I will take each and every one of these dwarves over an army from the Iron Hills. When I call upon them, they're answered... Models from this army may reroll to wound rolls of one, whilst within three inches of Thor and Oakenshield, So same as the other one, but only within Thor and Oakenshield. Once again, within heroes, it, it doubles up against some of them. Some have fainting rules, so that makes that a bit silly. But I think this is this is solid. Rerolling ro- rolls of one is is a nice way of getting a bit of extra wounds. They don't really necessarily have trouble wounding that much. I think. There's other challenges for Thorin's Company, like getting outnumbered. So it's a shame it didn't counter any of those other ones. I think you've got an army bonus that that I don't know this will make it any more viable. I think if you you can't win with Thorin's Company, I don't think re-rolling ones to wound while you're in three inches of Thorin Oakenshield is going to help you out. So it's a tough army to play that one. Good army, but tough. Tough to use. Um, It has to be played by a really strong player. Baradur, so this is your, your big mortal one, with the Dark Lord, the Witch King of Agmar, Ringwraiths, Shelob, Orc Captains, Orc Shamans, Orc Taskmasters, hopefully not ripping, whipping Sauron, but I guess they do that. Orc Drummers, Black Numenorean Marshals, Troll Chieftains, Orc Warriors, Orc Trackers, Wild Riders, Black Numenoreans, Morgul Knights, Mortal Trolls, Siege Bows, and War Catapults. So you've got everything you'd want in the Baradur list. So you've got, including the Orc Warriors, you don't have the Moran and Orcs is the main one that's missing here. Other things are there. Army bonus, the power of the ring could not be undone. Warriors from this list gain bonus of 1 plus to wound when making strikes against enemy models that are outnumbered in a fight. I like this. I like this a lot. Because when you've got an army that's got Orcs and trackers and things, there's a good chance that you're going to outnumber models in a fight. You could play around with it. If you take the Dark Lord, maybe you don't. But one plus the wound when making strikes is fantastic. And it looks like that one will combine with two handed axes. So, suddenly, two handed axes with two plus the wound makes it really nasty to get through things and a really scary weapon. So, I quite like this bonus. I think it's one of the. It's going to be a competitive list already. You've got everything you need. And then to give it that bonus in particular, uh, only for warriors, of course, not for heroes. But I think that's that's well worth doing. Imagine Morgul Knights charging in with 1 plus on the lands and 1 plus the wound because they've got outnumber bonus. That's that's really good. Angmar. Angmar's a strong list already. You've got the Witch King, you've got the Tainted, you've got the Dwimmer Lake Gullivar, Burda, Troll Chieftain, Shades. Shades plural. <laughs> nasty. Barrow Whites, Agmar Orc Captains, Agmar Orc Shamans, Wild Warg Chieftains, Agmar Orc Warriors, Agmar Rag Riders, Cave Trolls, and Spectres. The nasty terror-causing list. Its army bonuses: if that foul kingdom should rise again, Rivendell, Lorien, the Shire, and even Gondor itself shall fall. That's fair enough. This is a nasty list. Agmar Orcs, within three inches of a hero that is also a spirit, gain the Terror special rule... I almost fell over when I saw this. This is amazing. To suddenly be able to take your orcs as your terror-causing blocks, led by things like a Barrow White, which is a fantastic model, or a Ringwraith, which is a fantastic model. Uh, it's amazing to be able to, to put that in there. Uh, it's Within three inches of a hero, there's also a spirit. So if you take some Barrow Whites around, you suddenly got a terror bubble with the, all your orcs and... Uh, this, is, this is really great. It also affects the captains of the shamans because they're Agmar Orcs as well. It's in their title. Uh, it doesn't affect the Wild Riders because they're not Agmar Orcs, they're Agmar Wild Riders, but I think this is a really nasty rule. I was very impressed with it. To be able to cause terror with just lowly Orcs is amazing. I already like the Orcs. They're, they're a good all round unit for a very low price. To have them cause terror is pretty well insane. That's really good. Okay, now we move on to the, the Third Age Mortal list. So this one doesn't have the Dark lord, but it's got almost everything else. Which King, Camul, Dark Marshal, Undying Shadow Lord, Tainted, Knight of Umbar, Betrayer, Dwimmer Lake, Ring so you've got your collection of Ring Shelob, Gothmog, Mouth of Sauron, Shagrat, both Shagrats, Gorbag, Grishnak, Kardush, the, the Shaman with the Fireball, Orc Captains, Orc Shamans, Orc Taskmasters, Orc Drummers, Moranan Orc Captains, Captains of the Black Guard, Black Guard Drummers, so you've got the, the really elite Orcs, uh, oh, sorry, Uruks. Black Numenorean Marshals, Mordor Urukai Captains, Mordor Troll Chieftains, Orc Warriors, Orc Trackers, Wagriders, Riders, Morgul Stalkers. So you've got little two-attack Orcs that are expensive but have the Stalk Unseen. Moran and Orcs, Black Guard of Barador, Black Numenoreans, Morgul Knights, Mordor Urukai, Great Beasts of Gorgoroth, my favorite. Mordor Trolls, Mortal Siege Bows, and Mortal War Catapults. Everything, everything. Army bonus. Our enemy is ready. His full strength gathered. Whilst you have more models on the board than your opponent, warriors from this list gain 1 plus courage and may re-roll ones to wound when making strikes. So while you have more models than your opponent, which you should, 1 plus courage and may re-roll ones to wound. I like this because it can change. The opponent gets to, to change it out. To re-roll ones, a lot of times with orcs, you're already having that. So maybe the special strikes are changing. Maybe the faint rule is changing. Um, it means you can do it from spears. So that that's pretty solid. Um, I know from playing my... Orcs. What are they? The the, the new Orcs. Gundabad Orcs with the reroll ones against elves and dwarves. That's actually come in handy quite a lot. So I imagine this rule would be pretty good. And the 1 plus Courage also very useful. Especially for low Courage evil armies. So to have Fight 3 Orcs. Sorry, not Fight 3. I keep saying Fight 3. Courage 3 Orcs would be very, very useful. I like it. Of <laughs> course, Mortar is viable. It's got everything you could possibly want. Good army list. Another viable good army list. Moria... Balrog, Durbas, Goblin King... of The Durbas is the Goblin King, sorry. Groblog, Druzag, the Beast Caller, Ashrak, Mori-Goblin Captains, Mori-Goblin Shamans, Mori-Black Shield Captains, Mori-Black Shield Shamans, Dragons, Cave Drakes, Watch in the Water, Mori-Goblin Warriors, Mori-Goblin Drums, Mori-Black Shields, Mori-Black Shield Drummers, Warg Marauders, Mark Marauders are so nasty, Mori-Goblin Prowlers, Bat Swarms, Cave Trolls, and Dwellers in the Dark. Lots and lots of stuff. Your army bonuses, we cannot get out, they are coming... Friendly Moria Goblins involved in a fight where their opponent is trapped receive a bonus of 1 plus to their fight value. Um, Good against, like, fight three armies or fight two armies. A lot of times won't do absolutely anything at all, and you've got to trap your opponent. Uh, it basically means you don't need to take the or and it can be good combination with the bat swarms. Moria Goblins, the captains would be really handy this, to have a captain go up to fight four. But overall, it's it's not amazing. It's... I guess encourage you to trap, which is a good thing because you should be trying to do that anyway. Uh, it's it's an okay bonus, but I guess you've already got a strong list, so you don't need an amazing bonus. I feel like sometimes it's going to be absolutely game winning, sometimes it's going to be nothing at all. Isengard. Isengard has Saruman, Grima, Lurts, Uglak, Shaku, Rescue, Moher, Thryden, Urukai Captain, Urukai Shaman, Urukai Drummer, Or Captain, Dunlun Chieftain, Urukai Scout, Urukai Warrior, Urukai Berserker, Feral Urukai. Isengard Troll, Dunland Warrior, Wildman of Dunland, Wag Rider, Aquarium, Isengard Ballista, and Isengard Demolition Team. So pretty similar, although you might be able to take the Orc Captain with a Wag now, which you used to not be able to do. The army bonus, you do not know pain, you do not know fear. Models from this army list do not start to take Courage tests for being broken until at least 66% of the models have been removed as casualties. My Dunland army is so happy about this, but they're a bit annoyed that they don't have ruffians in their list. So I've got mixed feelings about this. It makes my Dunlan list worse because where am I going to get my Bowmans from? I have to get them from the Dunlan Warrior, whereas I used to be able to get them from the cheap Ruffians. But it makes the Urukai actual contingent really strong. So, from an Urukai point of view, fantastic. From a Dunlan point of view, I feel like they're the lost army list. They should have an army list on their own with a special rule. Unfortunately, they just sit there in no person's land and, um, yeah, just, just don't do what we want them to do. So, a little bit sad that, that my Ruffian army is not. Part of this anymore. Anyway, the Easterlings. Easterlings, you get Kamul, Amdur, Easterling Dragonites, Easterling Captains, Easterling Warpriests, Easterling Warriors, Easterling Cataphracts which is what you expect. Their bonus is no quarter was asked. Easterling models receive one plus courage when their force is broken. <sighs> Additionally, in scenarios where the dice is rolled to see when the game ends, so long as there is at least one Easterling hero alive and on the battlefield, the Easterling player may choose to have the dice re-rolled if the scenario ends before they wish to. That is fantastic. First part, not so fussed about. One Plus Courage, when you're broken, is one of those, uh, it it helps you prevent losing, but it's not going to be game winning as such, it might be game drawing, but to have, to be able to re-roll the game end is really good, really strong. There's a lot of times when a game ending, if you've got sitting on objective, for example, you want the game to end, and to go from, say, a one in three chance of their game ending to be about a 50-50 is amazing, so... I like this. I'm one of the few people that think Eastlings are viable. I know a lot of people don't. I like the Easterling list. I think things like the Dragon Knights and the Eastling Warriors with the upgrades are pretty good. Um, And Kamul is fantastic. But I know that they're not the most popular list. So I I kind of like this. I've heard people around the internet saying that it's a really bad special rule. And I I would like people to try it first. I think that re-roll could be potentially well, more than game-winning. It's fantastic to be able to choose to do that That's not just once it happens every time it does that you get an extra chance to either end the game or not end the game depending on what you want i think that's good i like it but not as much as i like this one the variax of khan army list is playable now yes yes you can get kings chieftains warriors horsemen and charioteers that's all fine the carnish host bonus is that you can have a hundred percent of the warriors armed with bows finally Finally means you can play your foot Bowman, which you couldn't really play before because the strength of this list is the the mounted models. It's it's an okay list. It's not fantastic. It's not top tier, but the Cardish Kings are good. The Cardish Horsemen are good and everyone else is basically filler. So you want to take a lot of Horsemen and you can do that. You want to take at least one King and your Warriors being able to take your Bow Warriors means that you can play an avoidance list that's actually got some really avoidance threats. So I really like this change. It's very much a playable army now. It's not top tier still, because you still don't have spears and things, but it's getting there. It's getting closer to it, and that's all we want. We want army lists that we can actually play. We don't want them to be... You put them down, you auto-lose. The Serpent Horde is your Harrod list with Saladin, Betrayer, Golden King, Horsha Aran, Kings, Chieftains, Taskmasters, or Mormachs. The Warriors, the Raiders, the Serpent Guard, the Serpent Riders, Watchers of Karnor, and African Merchant Guard. So pretty much all the Harrowed stuff. No Corsairs in this one. They've been subbed out. Um, I think that this is one of those lists that used to have everything. There's no Black Numenoreans anymore either. So they've, they've chopped it up a bit. You get the army bonus of the Scorpion Sting. A Harajan army may have 50% of its warriors armed with bows, which is pretty much what it used to have. Additionally, all Harajan warriors and raiders may re-roll ones when brawling to wound, whether they're shooting attacks or... When making strikes, when rolling to wound, I'm not sure how this goes with the the betrayers rule, because it. But uh, it's it's average. Not that impressed. They've already got poison already, so yeah, it's with shooting and making strikes. All warriors and raiders. So just the warriors and raiders. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Yep. Next. Far Harrod. Far Harrod has Mahud kings, Mahood tribe masters, War of Harrod, should be a Far Harrod, I'm sure. Mahood warriors, Mahood raiders, and half trolls. So you got the half trolls here. That's interesting. The half trolls not in the serpent guard list. That's I'm happy with that because that means that they're, they they either have to ally the moon of actual Far Harrod heroes. That's good. But it's good because they're nasty. The army bonus warrior pride Mahood warriors that are within six inches of a friendly Mahood hero that is engaged in combat automatically pass any courage test they are required to take. Love it, love it. This is the old rule that made them playable. Well, with with their million attacks as well, but. To be able to to play this, the way it works when they break is that the enemy wants to run away from the heroes instead of engage them like you normally do, which makes for some very interesting gameplay and a very interesting dynamic. It also means it covers up one of their biggest weaknesses, which is their low courage. So I really like this. It encourages the heroes to get into combat, which they should be doing, and it makes it a playable list again. So you've got a list where you've got some real strength in the raiders and the half-trolls. You've got some pretty average warriors pipes are okay. You've got your kings and your tribe masters, which are really good when you have the, the camels. And you've got a warm warmum as well, which is, is not bad at all. So I really like this list. I really like that the warrior pride is back. That's that. so sad that that went. So happy it's back. Now here's where the Corsairs are. Corsairs of Umbar. You get Delamere, the fleet master. You get the knight of Umbar, which is a ring wraith. You get Corsair captains, bosuns, black Numenorean marshals. Black Numenorean marshals hitting the Corsairs. Nice. Corsairs of Umbar, Corsair Reavers, Corsair Arbalisters, and Black Numenorians. Once again, Black Numenorians in the Corsair list. Okay, that's good. Their army bonus is the Corsairs are upon us. This is the last stroke of doom. Corsair models gain the Backstabber's special rule. Yep, this is one where people give them all axes, so they probably don't need the Backstabber's rule, which is one plus to wound when trapped. But I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that changes, because I like this much better. Um, I've heard people complain that uh, Howard Reavers do any wounds whatsoever if they didn't get up to strength six with two attacks and fight five. This is one of those ones where backstabbers, you have to make it work for you. But I find that Corsairs are a numerous army enough that you will get traps. You should be getting traps anyway and to be able to do that is fantastic, and it's all Corsair models. Not the Black Numenoreans, but the Corsair models get the of rule. So Corsairs are a strong list to get extra stuff to cover one of their few weaknesses, which is strength, the other is probably defense, I think it's definitely a good thing, and they are, they are a scary army. They're always scary. We move on to Sharky's Rogues. Sharky Worm Ruffians. Okay, this looks like another gimmick list for very small points levels. Uh, Sharky's stand fast affects the entire battlefield, good, because their courage is low. A force to contain models solely from Sharky's rogues list may contain warbands of tw- 10 to 12 ruffians without the need for a hero, so I think it's punishing the ruffians, you can only really take them with Sharky, poor ruffians, they were made really good wildmen, in which case nominate a single model, yep, okay, uh, I'm not a big fan, I think that the ruffians should still hang around with Dunland, I understand that they're not, but Dunland's not really a complete list. This is not really a complete list. I can't see anyone taking it at a high points level. Maybe, maybe for a 300 or less points game, but it seems really gimmicky. Ruffins are so cheap, and sharking Worms your only hero, which are okay. Mm, I'm not sure. Goblin Town. Goblin Town is already pretty competitive. Uh, you get the Goblin King, Grinner, the Scribe, Golem. So Golems native to the list captains, goblin merc captains, so the merc captains are natives list, goblin warriors, goblin mercenaries, and catapult trolls. Catapult trolls in Goblin Town. That's nasty because there's your shooting attack. And your army bonus is down, down in Goblin Town. Each hero may increase their maximum warband size by six models. Six models, that's (laughs) really solid. I wonder about future-proofing of that because it doesn't say a maximum of 18 models, which you'd expect it. It's increased by six models. So I wonder if we're going to get some different warband sizes in a new edition. I'm a bit curious about that. Uh, Goblin Town, I actually feel like smaller warbands are good with more heroes. So I don't know that this is a huge one. They've got already got the numbers anyway. So they're a very competitive list. It's going to be nice to be able to get enough goblins to help out certain things. But yeah, I'm not not so worried about this. I think for the mercenaries, it could be really good having them pop up with 18 models of mercenary, captain and mercenary. But the goblins themselves, I think, are okay with the 12 and we have our, could be our last one. Yes, it is. The Trolls. Bill the Troll, Bert the Troll, Tom the Troll. The army bonus is you get the campfire without having to pay the points for it. Nice. Additionally, the three trolls will keep the trap. Additionally, the three trolls will treat the campfire as a banner in addition to all other effects it would usually provide. So they can have a banner for a start. And that's, that's good. They need the extra attacks. The trolls are good if they win combats. If they don't win combats, you're in trouble. So the reroll goes a long way for that. And it says for this event only, which is interesting that they've talked about that in just this one, means it's probably going to change in the future. If you include all three of the trolls, you may still benefit from their army bonus, as long as you only include models from one of the following army lists as allies. Azox Hunters, Dark Dead of Mirkwood, Dark Powers of Dolgodor, Desolades of North, North, Goblintown, and Moria. So you get a lot of choice there. Good, good. I like that the trolls have improved. We're going to see them more often. They're a great set, so hopefully they get on the battlefield as well. Interesting enough, if you include them, say, with Town, you wouldn't get the Town bonus, but you would get the Trolls bonus. So, that's an interesting dynamic. So, that's my thoughts on, on that. I know it probably goes for a while. Very exciting that we're getting rules that are popping up just before this. I think it's going to be a very good hint to what's coming up. I wouldn't be surprised when it actually does come up to have expanded list with more characters. I think things like the Army of the Dead and the ruffians, I don't know how hard it would be to just make a Captain of the Dead and the Captain of Ruffians. Like, it wouldn't be tough at all to put together a profile there. So fingers crossed that happens because I think these, here, these little gimmick lists, like the Ruffians or the Wozes, actually need some more heroes. Just having one hero in your whole list makes it pretty difficult to design an army and put it together. But if you've got that, you can be very happy that you can play them. So... This is good. I'm really looking forward to playing with my Mahud and Varyags at this point in time. And the Army of the Dead, I'd love to get out. I know that Kylie Mattery tried out the Corsairs and the, the Army of the Dead and they had a lot of fun with that. So this is exciting times. None of the changes I, I hate. Um, I think personally with my the, the ruffians, it's a bit annoying because I have a good collection of ruffians, which I'm not going to be able to use particularly well unless I take Sharky, which doesn't really fit my theme. But other than that, I'm pretty happy over all of this and and excited to see where the game's going. Well, that's all for now. Remember, backstabbers win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.